This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Ladies and gents, your dopest host presents Extravagance <laughs> in a lady's frame, leaving cum stains. Oh, no. Niggas remain in awe when I brought a Dillinger, throw it to your jaw. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Never a flaw. <laughs> Never before have you seen such magnificence in a black princess. Yes. What is this? Flows phenom. I'm the bomb. Diggy. Ask Biggie. Keep a dedicated squad with me. Thank you. Oh, God. Okay. I just, I want you to know that I was about to ask if you sat up and (laughs) wrote some slam poetry (laughs) and then it clicked for me. Like, no, you did not actually go back to 2001. You just being yourself. (laughs) Right. Well, whatever. Amen. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. First episode of the year. Uh, Happy to have you back. If you're returning, if you're new, welcome. Let's. get through whatever this shit show is together shall we uh i am dean davenport's list and i am fanny lou hamer and again this is the read thank you for coming back it is indeed let's jump into our regular scheduled program with some black excellence (laughs) it's a whole nother year i almost forgot (laughs) nothing has changed but happy new year um so this Spock Excellence is going to go to a man named Keith Walker in Atlanta. He's 58 years old, and he single-handedly saved a burning, uh, like an entire shelter's worth of, of pets uh, after it caught fire. What? Um, yeah. So apparently, uh, Mr. Keith Walker, who I read on Because of Them We Can, has been experiencing homelessness since 13 years old, has a dog named bravo and this uh pet shelter called w underdogs and apparently this place was allowing for mr walker to keep his dog there at night and so he was preparing to go pick up his dog take them from one of their normal strolls and apparently there was an electrical fire that started in the shelter and he Saved all 16 animals inside, six dogs and 10 cats. Um, and apparently the founder of the place, Gracie Hamlin, said they were uh, like a day away from a new lease on a different place anywhere or something like wow. that. But the blessing of uh, this man coming in and saving all of those pets that are still, you know, 
healthy and very likely happy is very sweet and i appreciated that very much and you can go to because of them we can and like uh find ways to reach out to the shelter at least if you want to help i didn't see anything directly linked to how one could help him specifically but i don't know maybe my eyes glossed over it well Um, i mean i don't know if he's still like homeless now or what i don't i'm not sure about the details of that situation but man you know i just feel like it (laughs) i would probably do something like that thinking way more of the animals than the people that it would affect yeah like 100 percent. thinking about those innocent beings who do not deserve this craziness you know much more than how i would feel about people reacting to it Shout out That's to that funny man. you say that because he told CNN, Keith Walker said, if you love a dog, you can love anyone in the world. And I said, oh, Keith, oh. I know you're going to heaven and I know I'm not. And here's how I know it. Because, because I love nearly any dog you put in front of me, but all you humans can fuck right off. Right on off. So I don't think I don't think you're going to be, you know, <laughs> turned away at Heaven's Gate, friend. I don't think that. But this this man, Keith, is a unique soul indeed. Yeah. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work life balance can be tough. OK, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, let's get into... 
some 2021 drama uh, in the pop culture segment, Hot Tops, The Squirt Locker. First up, well, who's going to be? Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's start the year. Gross. With um, Onika's baby. Nicki Minaj posted the first few photos that we've gotten to see of her son on Instagram. Uh, apparently, he's just a tad over three months old oh my God. now, which is approximately the length it takes for babies to get ripe. Um, <laughs> That's how long it takes for them to air out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I understand, you know, the patience and also like, bitch, mind your business. Let me enjoy my baby. Right. <laughs> um. So first thought reaction when I saw these pictures was a an intense homosexual gasp. <laughs> Look at, at this, this precious. Baby. <laughs> yes. These cheekums. <laughs> How do you not just pinch and kiss these cheeks all day long? He is the so cutest cute. child. And of course, he is completely decked out in Fenty yeah. because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Fendi. <laughs> Fendi, Fenty. If, if Fenty make clothes for newborns, I'm sure he got it. Like, I mean, the doll gave you a photo dump of of this child in Fendi, Burberry, Gucci. For like, he has all yeah, of the things. Yeah, he does. He's a very, very rich. Even yeah. the outfit that looks regular, I'm sure, costs a few grand. So <laughs> I, said, I said the same thing. <laughs> like, even his little Christmas onesie. Like, I'm sure that was three hundred dollars. <laughs> so, right. Like, okay. Cool. So, but yes, he, he is looks a lot like. Adorable. Um, yeah, he does. I agree. I don't really know what her husband looks like, so I can't comment to that part. But um, yeah, I see Nikki in his face. Uh <laughs> I love when babies just don't smile. They basically look completely unimpressed with everything going on around them. Same. And of course, I love his little chain and his watch and all that, because of course Nikki's baby has a fucking chain yeah, I mean, and is wearing bracelets. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I One love him. One of his him. outfits could take good care of like many of us out here. Like you it. could just he squish did... that baby all day long. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very very. He's precious. so cute. And Trini too. So fun. Um, <laughs> okay. Um. So she didn't post what the baby's name is. His nickname's Papa Bear because I mean the name fits. I guess. Like I mean he does. I would probably. Yeah, he <laughs> looks like I a, probably have like sixteen nicknames for this baby. Right, a million nicknames, and none of them nothing close to his given name. Oh, and his diamond pendant also says Papa Bear. My God, of course it. <laughs> my leave us alone. <laughs> like <laughs> Apollo, go away from me with this. Like, I want to see his diaper bag. I want to see his crib. I want to see his room. Like, I just know opulence is the name of this child's existence. I know it. Well, she didn't tell us what his name is, but she didn't tell the barbs what his name could have been. What? Um, She said a lot of people... <laughs> She said, you know what his name was supposed to be? I think I might still change it. This is to ET Online, I think. A lot of people said they liked it, but I said, nah. His name was going to be Ninja. I changed it at the last minute. Um, <clears throat> and the angels sang. They did. They did do that. Like, I didn't want to. I'm sure Halloween. somebody out there is named Ninja, and, like, I'm not trying to be rude. That's but, not your fault. Right. But, like, Ninja Petty, <laughs> is it... 
is a name for that ass. Nigga, even Ninja Mirage <laughs> sounds like an anime. <laughs> like, That's a like lot to put on a new soul. It's a lot to, to, to put on a new being on this earth. So, you know, I mean... <laughs> When it comes right down to it, I'm sure Nikki went with the vibes and whatever name came to her as like befitting mm-hmm. of her young prince. That's what she chose. And if she like it, I love it. Because this child, I mean, like the definition of adorable. He's so cute. I feel like I'm really curious to see how this affects her in terms of artistry. Like, I'm, it's, it's to me, it's first of all, kind of just like, damn, how old am I? Cause I remember when this woman yeah. literally started making music. So, oh, now she's a mom, which is really fun and exciting. But yeah, yeah I'm excited to see, um, how she's going to take all you bitches as my sons and have it somehow actually include her son right it's definitely going to turn into you bitches couldn't even touch my son like, my real son <laughs> like so- my son shitted on your existence three minutes after he made it to earth it's gonna be something like that so bring us the word play queen <laughs> yeah um i just i'm happy for her because i know she wanted this and you know a baby can really completely change your life and i'm sure she's over the moon so congratulations to nikki and nikki alone <laughs> also, also, I'm loving up on a brand new baby, Keisha Kaora and Gucci Man, the Gucci Man. <laughs> Their baby boy was born just a couple of days before Christmas. His name, Ice Davis. Uh, you know what? Of course it is. <laughs> I mean, yes. Really. I'm actually are famous people not allowed to give their babies regular names? They like, are. We just when they're <laughs> when they're the level of famous where we wouldn't care, that's when they give their baby a normal name. That's a good point, actually, <laughs> now that you say it. When everybody is up they ass, they're like, fuck it. I'm gonna name my baby Adam. And the other one is Atmosphere, <laughs> and y'all gonna fucking deal with it. And <laughs> we're just gonna deal with it. So okay, it really Ice is. Main is fine. I'm sure he has a chain that says ice. Oh, yes. You know. No, and I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you no meme for sure that the Gucci Mane has a chain that says Ice Daddy. Brand new gift <laughs> to You know it. And they will be in family, like matching Gucci house shoes. Oh, no. It's all done. Ice Mommy. It's on the gram. Ice Daddy. <laughs> he has, like, Ice Dad ice on Prince. the pajamas. Oh, my God, I'm not God, even joking. Nigga. Like, these, there are, are photographs. Kidding? Oh, my. Wow. The fact that I thought that I was speculating. No. Okay. <laughs> it's all available to police. Of course um, it is. Oh, my God. Keisha has apparently got this nigga uh, Cuban Lane. Cuban link chain worth a report $2.5 million. (laughs) Then she gonna get her (laughs) then she gonna get her rich Jamaican ass on Instagram talking about some my husband just gave me one million for my push my push present. Leave us alone. Like the girls are hungry. Ma'am, like, ma'am. Like I'm Come honestly, back next Christmas. Right. As a black girl, I'm happy for you because you know, I'm happy for you. Yeah, for for winning in the capitalistic game. But sister, 
people had to give they had to tell their kids we still have a place to live and that's your christmas present and a lot of people didn't even have that so like yeah just a little bit of awareness like (laughs) it goes such a long way like your life is really charmed right now but everybody else is really struggling it's like when does that even continue to be gag worthy like y'all spending ridiculous amounts of money that the average american will never see in their lifetime is not anything that's shocking anymore we know that y'all go out and spend five million dollars on a shoe or ten million dollars on a a car like like we know that y'all do it so what is that even and we've been knowing since the 90s when all of a sudden it was tv shows dedicated to talking about what celebrities right and and specials on mtv about the amount of money y'all spent on your houses and your music videos and like we know y'all are rich so (laughs) And like for clarity, what's the what's the point here? For the clarity, I get celebrating what you're doing, what you have, what you've accomplished, whatever. Like I don't even feel like there's anything necessarily wrong with flexing in normal uh, circumstances. You know what I mean? Who the fuck didn't love cribs? Everyone likes to see these things, and I guess. For a lot of people, it's also like, oh, this is something to aspire to, or I really would like to have a bag like that or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, right now when the girls are still trying to figure out if they're going to have a place come, like, a week or two from now, it's like, mm, yeah. Um, but maybe a lot of y'all don't even care. If you're broken, don't give a fuck, let me know. I mean, so the... All right, so first of all, you... <laughs> you kind of put them people in a difficult position, but... Oh. <laughs> The thing is, I'm sure the Shade Room comments would tell you that a lot of people don't care. A lot of people yeah. are like, yeah, I'm very fucking broke and haven't eaten it in, in two and a half days, but I'm happy for Keisha Maine. And that's fine. You can feel that way. Like, you really can. And yet there are people who feel differently, and that is just as valid. Like, yeah. like you said, there is a time that we love to watch rich people do rich shit. And honestly, even now, there are still people who love to watch rich people do rich shit. But a lot of people are struggling in a way that is new to, like, the planet. Like, nobody has lived through this type of shit before. So, again, a little awareness goes a long way, but that doesn't take away from my joy for Keisha and Gucci and this baby. Like, I'm very happy for you. And I want to see all the little gaudy matching family outfits. I want all that shit. I want all that shit. I want to see him dressed in mesh for Carnival. I want all that shit. Because you know Keisha's going to do it. No, obviously, absolutely. <laughs> he already has, like, some meme-ass picture where he got one of them fucking, those um, hats with the dreads inside of it so it looks like you have a, like... A <laughs> Honestly, this, child, this child is going to change music. Watch him be... <laughs> He's going to change music. Ice? He is. He is going to unite Jamaica and Black America in a way that has never before been seen. Not since. I want you to know that that is never going to happen. I'm telling you, I'm prophesying this over this baby's life. He is going to do things that have not been seen since, you know, Shaba. Okay, so next we have uh, Nini's upcoming March on Bravo. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wait, nigga. I have to look this up. <laughs> Nini tweeted on New Year's Eve, be smart and do not support countdown shows tonight that aren't supporting or respecting black women. Creativity slash equality 
and blacklisting us from working if we speak the truth about their wrongdoings. Now, when y'all spell about ABT, <laughs> like what, like how much longer do you feel like it would take you to put an O and a U in there? Don't get me started because honestly, that is one of the abbreviations that really pisses me off. Like, I've gotten used to, to a lot of them. A lot of <laughs> them too. I have gotten used to, but ABT is just like, there's nothing keeping you from just spelling about. There's nothing. It's not a long And word. yet, why are you giving me a... B- I just don't... <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She continues, in 2021, we will form a march outside of these racist studios. Hashtag Black Women Matter. What? I think that Nene just be tweeting things. I don't think that she has any intention on forming any sort of a march, nor has she had a conversation with anybody about a day on March. I think that Nene is just triggered probably by the fact that Andy Cohen clearly doesn't give a fuck about anything that she's talking about and is still happily fucking working. Right. Um, I will say... I have chosen not to watch uh, The Real Housewives or really anything on Bravo after the first few episodes or however they landed that Potomac shit after the fight between Monique Samuels and whatever Candace's last um, name yeah. is. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that Andy... And lots of other people in production over there for those shows absolutely gaslight the fuck out of all of these women and then get them around wine and gossiping and put them in situations that are like antagonistic or, you know, like that's that's the point of the show. (laughs) That's literally the fuck why we watch it, bitch. So it's like when... Why is it that when the black girls get into altercations, big, small, whatever the fuck size, whatever the fuck uh, intensity, y'all want to go on this whole fucking, like, three-episode special about uh, the effects of of violence in the black community and, like, how you need to be a better example to your your children and your daughters and Mm -hmm. da-da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, Teresa Judice is body slamming <laughs> six bitches back to back in New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Like, when the white women do it, and they do, mm-hmm. on these other shows, it never gives that type of time or that energy. And I just could not stand. Not only were the producers raggedy for the way that they handled this shit, other women on the cast were also trying to like villainize this girl for getting into a fight or whatever. Just because y'all ain't, just because a lot of y'all not prepared to get into a physical altercation does not mean that it is not human. It's not ideal. Nobody, you know, ideally just wants to fight or whatever fuck, but it fucking happens. Especially when you are putting me in a situation with somebody you know I don't like, somebody that does not like me, somebody that we have all been talking about while we're drunk. Right. (laughs) Right. And and fighting is not unique to black people by any stretch of the imagination. Like like you just said, when it comes to every other housewife show and really most other reality-based shows, frequently people get into physical fights and it's never like it's never like a condemnation on the whole white race or the whole brunette, <laughs> exactly. you know, population that you got into a fight with another bitch. It's just a fucking fight and it's part of the storyline, but it's not like we all need to sit around and be like, "How dare you make white women look bad?" Like it's never that. It's just a fight because a fight is all that it is. And so 
I see what you're saying. I, I'm i really iffy and sometimey with Bravo shows anyway. I kind of have to be in the mood. But um, as far as Lanethia is concerned, uh, um, I mean, first and foremost, she needs to start Googling before she names her projects. But mm. also, um, I just, when you... When the system was good enough for you because you were a part of it and you were building your brand and making your money, then it was just fucking fine for you to play along with Andy Cohen's shenanigans. The rest of us been knew that it was racist shenanigans. It was just okay with you until all of a sudden you wasn't a part of it no more for whatever reason. I really don't even know why you fell out with the whole housewife franchise and I don't care to learn, but I'm just not going to take up. For all the people that I could possibly be like, oh, I'm finna ride and march for you. Like, march on Bravo, first of all. Disrespectful. (laughs) But secondly, of all the things I could march, that's not going to be one of them, sister. I'm so sorry. I will mention it when I see something racist happening, but I'm not about to go out my way to protest the way reality TV works. No. Like, funny enough, I agree with you, sis. But <laughs> I do. I actually not do because agree. of your circumstances, exactly. but I I don't disagree with but you. But your circumstances <laughs> are the only reason you're talking about it, and I can't respect right. it. Like when she mentioned that, or when I saw this tweet about marching or whatever, the first fucking thing I thought about was when she was telling the girls in Atlanta, uh-uh, uh-uh, "Don't come down to Buckhead with all that See? shit, bitch." <laughs> See, no, it wasn't like. That hood rat. I absolutely <laughs> exaggerated, but like, uh, yeah. no, I wouldn't say you absolutely exaggerated. You just got the <laughs> accent wrong, but it was basically that. So, <laughs> I mean, it, the facts are facts. <laughs> so, oh, <God. laughs> I mean, yeah, I just if it was a problem, then you would have been known and acknowledged and all. You know, I just don't have it for Nini. That's it. I don't. Yeah. Sorry. Good luck, girl. Yeah. Um. So. I have no problem admitting how hard I laughed at this headline. Oh, Lord. Um, and not because it's a bad thing before y'all start think-piecing me. <laughs> I just found it. It caught me off guard. Oh, Lord. Master P is apparently in talks to buy Reebok for $2.4 billion. What? <laughs> yes. Um, now, again... I have no explanation for why I cackled, but I just <laughs> like you're just scrolling through doing a deep um, dive to see what the hot tops are, and it's like what? Like every now and then, there's a, a thing that just completely hits me nowhere. I just I mean, I don't know where would have had no idea that Master P was worth two point <clears throat> four billion dollars. I don't really like <laughs> what. I don't cover a lot of the stuff that Master P. Uh, is doing bit by bit, but what I have uh, ab- absolutely acknowledged about him for quite a while is that he is always working. Like he always has and he's some about sort of a business. new business <laughs> or is. some shit. Like so, it wasn't like yeah, it was like a huge number. And also, he's he has a partner, Baron Davis, two time NBA All Star. Oh yeah, I know Baron Davis uh, <laughs> as well as I because I uh, am a sports analyst and reporter and expert. And um, um, so, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to let you hear that. <laughs> Two of those things together. I mean, it's it's true. So, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. 
2.4 billion apparently they're in discussion i heard that there's nothing uh official yet but they're supposed to um i guess reebok's gonna make a decision or something something like that in the coming months uh Apparently, Master P believes that he will be able to rebrand the company and use it as something that they can put back into the community. And uh, I find that to be exciting. I mean, it's not necessarily going to make me wear them. I'll buy them. <laughs> you know, but... mm, well, I mean, maybe you will. <laughs> you might be like, eh, you know, don't like the design or whatever and decide. Because I yes. will support, you know, the in- intent. Blacks. Real. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I just through this, you know, very quick Google search that I did in an article I found on Yahoo that says performance basketball sneakers are just 3% of all athletic shoes that are sold. And this nigga talking about building the brand around Allen Iverson, who Generation Z probably does not know (laughs) at all. (laughs) That would be. It's just like, sir, he's talking about we got to market to the millennials. No, millennials are almost 40. You need to market to them children. (laughs) And I think millennials are maybe the young people to Master P. And so I just... (laughs) Not that I'm necessarily against it, but if you plan on building your brand around Allen Iverson in 2020, I feel like there's a very niche segment of niggas that are going to be hype. And then the rest of the world is just going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I think that like sometimes with acquisitions like this, I look forward to seeing, you know, the result of of whatever it would be. I mean, like, I'm curious to see what a masterpiece uh, Baron Davis Reebok looks like. Uh, apparently, they also have, like, a, <coughs> a luxury high high fashion sneaker company. The two of them do? In, yeah, like, like they get these shoes crafted in Italy. Mon- Money Yachty? That sounds like such a rapper's shoe. It name. does. And, <laughs> and these definitely look like them expensive-ass Kingdom Hearts-looking-ass shoes that be in Blue <laughs> I'm not even mad. Like, I tend to like some of them. I don't like this one I'm looking at. But, yeah, Master P is out here working. So, if you're a fan of Reeboks or just interested in supporting, you know, some new black things. Um, I mean, honestly, between Master P and Baron Davis, I'm still shocked they have $2.4 billion. I don't know any of this. It just seems... It's probably a lot of names I don't know behind the scenes of that, but okay. <laughs> you know what's gourmet and high, high, you know, rich and wealthy? The wealthiest thing? <laughs> that fucking limited edition Uncrustable that I made. <laughs> That's as luxury as it's getting. Air fried pastries. Get your life And in that. that's fine, friend. That is absolutely fine. <laughs> so, y'all are going to make Savannah James beat y'all ass. And we're all gonna let her. Um, oh no! Did you hear about? <laughs> so I'm some Googling really right raggedy, <laughs> raggedy, foolish, not nearly as luxurious and fact having as Kid Fury's sports shorts, sports blog. Ran with some tweet story <laughs> headline, whatever the fuck. That's. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, obviously, if you're trying yeah. to get sports information you should come here right because the facts are real they're true they're concise could have saved them this trouble i'm sure 
Um, so yeah, some raggedy ass sports blog posted a story saying that Larsa Pippen and LeBron James Jr., who is 16 years old, had been like DMing each other uh after he liked one of her pictures. Not that 50-year-old he- woman. Shut up. Like <laughs> girl, shut up. Uh, oh, now I see why Savannah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh, you are about to lose your job. Get this dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, y'all didn't lie on her underage child. <laughs> like, for what? What oh are you, bitch? Oh, my God. Oh, no, you're in trouble. <laughs> so, LeBron Jr., who is known by Bronny. Oh, yeah. Bronny smoking put weed. Put on his... <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Bronny over there smoking weed. Um, yeah, he posted on his IG, I liked one of my best friend's mom's picture. Y'all are just childish. The thing that sent me about this post, though, is the the picture that the text is overlaid on is like a mouse that's in front of like a computer screen that looks to be the only thing lighting the room. And the reason that sent me is like, I hope I can even explain this. It gives me like he just got done reading your bullshit and immediately opened his phone. I'm looking looking for it. (laughs) I mean, this is likely not on Instagram anymore because this happened like. Oh, damn. Before New Year's. Not his name but being Bronny on Instagram. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> this picture told me he literally didn't even close out the blog. He immediately picked up his phone. <laughs> oh, I found it. I found Oh, thank God. I forgot some blogs. <laughs> I found it. So, of course, Miss Savannah James had to enter the chat. Period. Period. And on her iOS press release. <laughs> She said, with everything going on in the world right now, this is the shit y'all talking about. At the end of the day, y'all are talking about a minor. I don't care what type of celebrity y'all think he is. He's a child. And the bullshit needs to stop. Y'all got the right one. Period. Um, (laughs) Period. (laughs) Oh, shit. LeBron also, like, he, like, reposted her story on his with a little... This is, like, two or three sentences at the bottom. Uh Uh-oh, y'all. Fuck with the wrong one now. Good luck. It won't be cute. I love when a nigga will step, like, will stand yeah. right in her background and mm-hmm. be like, there it is. I ain't even got to say nothing. You got to fuck that right. Handle you. And honestly, <laughs> feel kind of sorry for you because y'all just pop open a right beach chair. <laughs> <laughs> like a little lawn situation do what you do, and just baby. have a my time. You need some water? You want a towel? Because I got you, babe. Whatever you need. <laughs> you want me to bring you the brass knuckles, boo? <laughs> All right. Like that, I live. I don't really know. I know that Larsa Pippen also uh, came forward and was like, "Listen, I will sue y'all." Um, and then she, I guess, got into whatever discussion about her alleged mistress. Oh my God. But, but I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I don't. Oh no! One of y'all really fucking tried it. Why would you mm. even get a young, like, why would you even play around with the idea that an underage boy and a woman old enough to be his grandmother were in each other's DMs in a flirtation? Why would you even play around with that? Why would you do that? And, like, all of these people know each other, girl. Yeah, like. <laughs> it, it, they if, work at the same place. I'm assuming LeBron James' child and Scottie Pippen's child are friends. I would. He literally <laughs> said, my best friend's mom. <laughs> so, like. You know, this is just 
Savannah wants y'all to leave her children out of the dumb shit. She stays out of the rest of it. But when clearly when you talk about one of her kids, that's when the claws come out. And I'm not mad at it at all. Whoever had the audacity, you need to learn a lesson here because you can't. If anything, if anything, like I don't care, publish whatever dumb, stupid lies that you want to publish. I really don't give a fuck. But when you talk about children and like felonies. When you're insinuating that somebody is doing something that egregious, like you have to expect that people are not going to just sit back and let that shit rock. And when it comes to that shit, I typically don't put anything past anybody. But you looking at LeBron James Jr. or looking at the fact that he liked this woman's photo, how does that then jump to their DMing each other inappropriately or something like that? Like Because you want it to be messy. You want it clicks. It's not enough. (laughs) Like That's okay. Um, Y'all still dying for clicks? Really? <laughs> okay. Last but not least, right. um, we never talked about Rihanna and her new dating situation, have we? Oh, no. And can we? I don't. I mean, you know what? Do whatever you feel is right. Do I even have anything <laughs> I want to say about Isn't this the same nigga who said dark skinned girls yep. came where? Okay. So I'm just like. <laughs> You know she sells she sells Avon for women of all colors. Do you know that? <laughs> it it comes in shades that complement all the girls. I'm sure he knows that now. He probably didn't know it before, but I'm sure he knows it now. That's literally the first and only thing I thought of when I heard that story. So that's I'm I'm done. <laughs> <sighs> You know what? I'm finished too. I don't even care. Let's take a break. Like, we're gonna pay. <laughs> okay, we're back. It is now time for listener letters. Yes, send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We have an update this week from Martine. If you remember from a few weeks ago, Martine is the woman who was in a uh, long-term lesbian relationship, but her girlfriend's parents like basically did not talk to her. You remember like they would be on the phone and she would oh, be in yeah, the car and they would, ju- they just like completely ignored her altogether and acted like she didn't exist. So yeah. Martine says, just want to update y'all. My girlfriend did talk to her family after I played the episode for her. She talked to her therapist and then talked to her mom, who of course is the nucleus for her family's attitude. Which, I mean, yes. <laughs> um, and her mother promised to make an effort and even said hello to me over the phone, which is a big step for us. <laughs> Just a hello. God damn. The day after Christmas, my girlfriend proposed and I'm now a fiance and my family oh. is thrilled. Thanks for the advice. Best Martine. Well, sister, I am so happy it worked out for you. Um, and that she had the conversation and and most of all that your fiance's mother was like able to hear the issue and commit to doing yeah. better. That matters more than anything else. So because as you were reading that, I was like, Lord, I don't know which way this, this could is about go, to go a lot of different directions. And then she included a picture of them, you know, being all gay and engaged. So congratulations. Very happy for you. Um, of course, most of y'all don't have endings that are anywhere near that positive. But let's move forward. Um, let's see. Oh, well, we have a letter here from Drusilla who says, my boyfriend of two years keeps telling me that I'm his favorite person, which is so sweet, but he is not mine. He might be. (laughs) (laughs) He might be top 20 when it comes to friends or top 40 when I include family. 
but definitely not my favorite person. Do y'all think this is normal? Am I wrong for feeling this way? The last time he said it, I finally lied and said that he was my favorite person too, but I don't have a poker face, so I know that he knows I lied. (laughs) I plan on practicing lying in the mirror for the next time he asks, because there will definitely be a next time. Do y'all think my feelings are weird? What should I do? Sincerely, Drusilla. (laughs) This nigga is laid out. (laughs) What should Drusilla do? Her boyfriend is not her, not even top 20, really. What the fuck is, what is this nigga doing? What is he up to? Like, I would be like, nigga, are you the feds? Like, what is... (laughs) what's going on why do we keep doing this yeah favorite sure whatever can we just watch the fucking movie <laughs> like i don't <laughs> oh man like how do you even address this like i can't think of how i would address this without being brutally honest yeah i i can't i mean you don't already lied so you don't have to make <laughs> us you know make up for that in the in the conversation at some point but like i couldn't see myself being like yeah, you're my favorite person, like, lying directly to you when I'm an adult and then you're an adult. Right. So, uh, I don't know we have to do that. I think I would really more so be interested in getting down to the bottom of why you need me to validate your mm-hmm. ranking in my life two, three, four, five times a week. Like, I, <laughs> right. listen, when she said, and there will definitely be a next <laughs> He says this all the time, okay? And it has turned into an issue, clearly. Is it like a weird, like, you know, like some people in relationships, like, try to give their relationship this weird inside joke or, like, weird thing that they do? Yeah. Whether it's a like name. Like a little quirky thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. is that what he is? It's supposed to be like the cutesy baby relationship chit chat thing? <laughs> it's like, yeah. first of all, you can save that. <laughs> But <laughs> it feels very y'all are 19 years old to me. Right. But like, if it is that, then could it be something that's replaced with something less uh, annoying or um, compromising? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> because I don't get it. Yeah, I would. Um, I don't know. I think you're right. Like the main issue here is why he needs you to like validate that you he is also your favorite person but like just the whole like why do you have to be my favorite person you can just be the nigga i'm in a relationship with (laughs) how about you top one of one in people i'm dating and why can't that be enough (laughs) like why do you have to be my favorite person it's not even just that you have to answer it's that you have to answer and say the same thing he did why can't you be like well i mean actually if I'm just talking about kicking it, I would rather be with my sister and my cousins, you know? I mean, <laughs> maybe it's that or maybe, maybe you need to investigate like why that. he is not even top 40 of your favorite people. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you brought me back to that statement. I forgot, I forgot all about that part. Because she said top 20 when you counting friends, top 40. 40 when you count family and it's like maybe he should, maybe he should rank higher than that because you had to go as low wow. as 40 which lets me yeah. know he's in the lower 30s so Yikes, yeah. <laughs> maybe you need to ask yourself why he ranks that low and is your man 
And so I think you just I think you have a few questions here that you can parse and then come to a a, a resolution for this. Yeah. <laughs> I also think if you really want to be Lynn from Girlfriends, you could be like, you know what? I am my favorite person. And I want you to be your favorite person. Oh, yeah. Because how can we be anyone else's favorite if we are not our own? Can I get an amen? Yes. Let's music play. <laughs> to 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 the moon. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And it ends like drag race. But yes. <laughs> I mean, I think that's valid too. Like you you should be your biggest pet project and you should be the number one object of your own attention and and desires and all that. Like I feel like all that frou-frou woo-woo shit works as well. It does. Yeah. A lot of questions you can ask here instead of feeling pressured to say, oh, well, yeah, you're mine too. And then let that be that. Like, there's a few different routes. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And if he pushes back or acts ridiculous about it, then you know what to do. You know what to do. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, a few different ways you can go with that. Good luck. Let us know, please, which one you chose. Please. Cannot wait (laughs) to hear how this went. (laughs) Yes, please. All right. Next letter comes from Kelly, who says, I'm a 19 year old black woman at university right now. And I have been seeing this guy six years older than me for a friends with benefits situation for about a month now. Mm. We've been starting to get more comfortable around each other recently, which is great. But last time we met up, he started calling me his chocolate dessert and talking about how he loves black girls and how we have the fattest asses. What? He keeps saying how he loves black girls' hair and how his ex was black. And when he refers to my race like that, it makes me feel a little bit icky. If you couldn't tell, he's white. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But up till now, I just didn't comment on his remarks. I really don't know how to feel about them, though, because he only says these things every once in a while. And we do get along well and we're not in a serious relationship. Now that COVID has come along or since COVID has been along the entire time that we've been seeing each other, he is part of my support bubble. So I don't really want to let him go. Is it bad that these fetishy comments are not a deal breaker for me? I think maybe I should bring this up to him the next time it happens. What do you guys think I should do? Thanks, Kelly. It was a big enough deal for you to write into two strangers and tell us all about it and ask us what the fuck you should do. Right. So. Even if it wasn't a deal breaker, you felt that strongly about it, sister. I don't know how y'all let white people get away with shit like this. Cannot even imagine. <laughs> like, I have never even desired I, a white person, like sexually or romantically. I have never been like, if this white person does not respond to me, I will be sad. I don't. Never. It has never happened. I, I don't know if I don't know if it's bad that it's not a deal breaker for you. I can say it would absolutely be one for me. Um, I think that you should ask him to cease fetishizing your fucking <laughs> race, like. I understand that my genetic code is a beautiful, amazing, magical thing. But, Tim, if you don't shut the fuck up talking about chocolate, Godiva goddess, <laughs> whatever the fuck your dumb ass said, like, we're going to have real problems. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I I think that shit like that, even if it's not as often as the last letter's boyfriend asking her if uh, he's her favorite person, even if it's every once in a while, I still think that that's something um, worth expanding upon and uh, getting down to the bottom. Because, like, it's a lot of white people that fetishize black people sexually, whatever, that feel the same way and never say anything. Oh, yeah. So... If mom, if mama is upfront enough to be like, oh yeah, you chocolate girls got the best ass and da 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 and all that other mm-hmm. shit, it's like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't even think like, I don't even think that if a white boy said that to me, especially a friend with benefits at that, I don't even think that I would be immediately turned off unless he never said it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I mean. If he never, like, if it was, like, a comment that he made about my skin being beautiful or whatever the fuck else, and that was, like, the only time that I can think of him mentioning something, then maybe, but... I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't... Mm. Well, I... So, <laughs> yes, I think that um, it's not necessarily um, bad that him fetishizing you is not a deal breaker for you because um, you're 19 years old and therefore technically you are allowed to make your own decisions. And if you don't mind being fetishized or if you like being fetishized, then there's nothing wrong with you enjoying that. Now he is six years older than you. Right. I mean, there are a lot of people who love like fetish comments and do fetish work and whatever. so like if you're into it then that's that's fine but it clearly bothers you i don't think you would have emailed us if it didn't bother you so it's the fact that it bothers you that's all that it takes for you to have to for you to feel like you can approach him with it so if i were you i would bring it up before y'all had sex again Honestly, I would probably get right on his uh, iMessage or WhatsApp or whatever else probably tonight and be like, "Um, so excuse you, uh, (laughs) white man, just so you know, I am a black woman who happens to be fucking you. I am not your black fetish that costs significantly more than what you're paying. Damn right. And so if I'm about to be your chocolate bunny with the big fat ass, then I need to be making chocolate bunny with the big fat ass money. Like, right. if I'm going to be all that, then you need to turn it into a business type of relationship. Because, other, you know, I thought we were just two humans having sex, but you getting your mm. black girl jollies off here and I'm not going to do that for free. But see, this is right. me speaking. So <laughs> oh, I agree. So but it clearly bothers you. So I would say don't worry about whether it's bad that it's not a deal breaker to you. Worry about whether you're really advocating for yourself and making your feelings known regardless. Right. Because if you lose this man, oh, well. He was only fetishizing you and he wasn't paying you no damn way. So you didn't lose nothing. Dick is abundant, sis. You know how many dicks there are in this world? I mean, she said he a friend with benefits anyway. So right. Like it doesn't seem like <laughs> you will find another dick. you crazy to cut off, right? Yeah. And it's been a month. Mm-mm. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's part I of your bubble, but a month you can find another bubble. I absolutely agree with going the Carisha route and being like, look, nigga, so it's going to be way more stacks than that. Yeah. And chocolate this and all whatever the fuck. Because the thing is not even like you're speaking about black women in a way that's like, oh, thanks. You're like, oh, y'all got the fat asses and and this and lips and da-da-da-da. Like, Jack Harlow, don't say anything else. (laughs) 
not even universally true of black women. Again, this is just your fetishy right. stereotype. This is like the things that attracted you to me and what you get off on. And for all that, I'm just saying you're going to have to come up with more than just it. For me, personally. <laughs> but you decide, regardless, though, you need to tell him how you really feel about it. Don't just be fucking this man for the hell of it. And all the time you like secretly resenting the way he talks about you. Because he's mm. probably only going to get more fetishy as this goes on. So if I were yeah. you, I would nip it in the bud right now and, you know, come to a mutual understanding or leave that motherfucker alone. There's plenty of other white men out there, girl. Yeah. All right. Our last letter comes from Brandon, who says, I have been put in a very awkward situation. Brandon's I've, always are. <laughs> I have a friend that I've known for a little over 10 years. Let's call him Dave. We used to work together in our early 20s, and we've maintained contact ever since. Our friendship was never deep. And honestly, using the word friend is a stretch. <laughs> When Dave and I were younger, we would hang out and do stuff like play video games, watch movies, and hang out at the bookstore. We slowly grew apart because being in our early 20s, I was always busy with school and work while he wanted to continue to do the same stuff we always did. Eventually, we went from hanging out every week to every, to every few months and then to maybe once a year. Fast forward to a couple of days ago, he came by my job with his girlfriend, who he recently got engaged to. He came by because his fiance was having trouble with her computer. But while I was taking a look at it, he asked me if I would be his best man at their wedding. I was so confused at that moment <laughs> because of everything I just said before. Like this man and I maybe talk once a year, but he said, are you surprised? And I said, of course. <laughs> I was surprised because we don't have that kind of friendship at all. But I told him that I had to get back to work and I would call him later on. I wanted to tell him no, because me being the best man makes no sense at all. And I was honestly debating even going to their wedding in the first place because <laughs> we are in a fucking pandemic right now and I'm not trying to die. Right. I feel really bad because in his mind, he might really believe that we're best friends or close. But in reality, we are not. As a matter of fact, my actual friends think that this man is delusional when I told them about this story. How do I tell him no without being a dick? Or do you guys think I should actually be his best man? Because it seems like he doesn't have any friends. I did ask via text how many groomsmen will be there. And he said four or five. So do y'all think maybe he can pick one of those guys instead? Really not sure what to do. Thanks for any advice you can give. Love you both. Brandon. <laughs> Brandon is coming to us, nigga. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, man. What do you do when a nigga you barely know asks you to be his best? Have you ever been asked to be in Why somebody's wedding? Do that? No. I've asked. I've been asked to attend. But you've never been asked to be it. in one. No. Thank God. Oh, wow. That's such a boy situation. You know how many times <laughs> I've been a bridesmaid? I mean, that's... <laughs> I'm just saying, I was that's... a bridesmaid for the first time when I was like 12. <laughs> What? Yeah, when my cousin got married, I was a bridesmaid in her very ghetto, very fun wedding. It was a lot of fun. What does a bridesmaid do? Um, so at age twelve, I just had to put on the dress because my younger cousin couldn't fit it. <laughs> Not a twelve-year-old. Yeah, it was just a matter of my cousin was supposed to be the bridesmaid, but she was too little for the dress, and they weren't gonna pay to get it altered so I could fit it. So I got to be the bridesmaid. And, you know, directly after the wedding, niggas went and changed it to their street clothes, so it messed up the pictures. 
And it was yeah. great. It was, I just remember That's that being you know, a, a very, ride. it was a very fun, very hood ass night in Houston, Texas. Um, that sounds good. But fun. as an adult, it's more of like the job is to kind of help the bride with whatever she needs, especially the maid of honor. Like that's really her job is to be the bride's like main bitch. Bridesmaids is really like, just show up, be cute, wear the dress I picked out, get your hair done, like, and take pictures. Basically being a bridesmaid is like gang gang. (laughs) Yes. Like Like, like I'm this bitch's gang gang nigga. Like this my bitch right here. And I, and if shit go down, I will fight behind this bitch that I'm representing right now. (laughs) Basically that the maid of honor or the matron of honor, they're the ones who do the real work. So yeah, I was more, I was more familiar with what a maid of honor or matron would do. Uh, but you, the question that you just answered, or the answer you just gave me, is kind of what I assume. Because I was like, all I ever see them do is wear a dress. Yeah, and wear a dress and take pictures. Right, post yeah. them, post them, and and use the bridal hashtag. Because <laughs> everybody has a hashtag now for their damn wedding, and and that's your job. <laughs> and they be getting cutouts of the hashtag, and they shit. hang the all cutout that shit. up. Snapchat filters, custom made IG filters. Yeah, do. I don't know what you do. <laughs> I really like. I don't. I really don't. Because like, I feel like a huge part of me. I won't say huge. I think a oh, significant, Lord. a significant part of me would want to do it anyway. Because I would feel that. Like, mm-hmm. if I if I know that this man, like, doesn't really have friends like that or, you know, the situation is kind of fucked up, I might feel bad enough to actually do it. The thing is, this sounds like some, like, insecure shit. This sounds like some shit that, like, a character played by Issa Rae would end up in. And it's just, like, way worse than you could have ever anticipated. And everything that shouldn't happen happens at it just because you decided to actually participate in this random Mm -hmm. shit. So, I don't know. Um, And, like, who are the other four or five? (laughs) Are they also some niggas that he only speaks to once every 365 days? I mean... Are they, like... Yeah, probably. <laughs> Honestly. Because I can't imagine why he'd pick you over any one of them then. Um, yeah, the thing is, if he picked you as his best man, then that means he talks to these other people even less. That's what I'm like. Like, how, you're the closest. <laughs> how how effective can you even be as a best man if you barely know the motherfucker? You haven't spoken since June. Like, what are... Right. I don't... And I mean, so right, there's that. And then there's also, if you don't want to do it, then you just ought not do it. <laughs> that's, and see, that's why I changed my shit from huge to significant. <laughs> <laughs> <I feel> like, <laughs> the amount of my heart that would do it is notable. I feel like it was worth mentioning. But most of all, yes. If yeah. you don't want to, you don't have to. Because I have a feeling those other four to five groomsmen are not even confirmed yet. Mm. I just have a feeling. That's how many people he invited. How many actually confirmed to be there is another story. And um, although, you know, it may seem sad that he's reaching out to somebody who he's not even actually close to anymore about being a best man. 
that doesn't mean you have to do it anyway. And again, the pandemic is the perfect excuse of getting out of anything you don't want (laughs) to do in person. Literally anything. Because nobody reasonable can argue with you about it. Unless y'all bitches were just having jalapeno poppers and strawberry margaritas indoors or whatever the fuck. Like, because bitch, right. if y'all was just Unless doing you that, are displaying like, oh. erratic behavior. <laughs> like, they would be like, Ashanti, <coughs> I'm sick. <laughs> I can't They're gonna be to like, the first bitch, because you had your ass all over the world. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I definitely think I would want to just like talk to him a bit first, like have like a an honest, open conversation about why he picked you. You don't even necessarily necessarily need to imply that you wouldn't do it um, if you are even possibly considering it. If you 100% decide, I'm not going to fucking do it because I don't want to, then you should say that. But I think it's also, like, fair uh, if you give a fuck to just try and get in his head of it and see why he chose you as his best man or something, like... You don't know enough, obviously, maybe getting to the bottom of it will change your perception of everything like that. But I wouldn't just be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Like, without getting any kind of, because that's like, kind of bizarre. No, it definitely is. So, (laughs) I mean, again, I have been a bridesmaid many times, Mm. like at least five or six and, and finna be one again next year. So... I'm very familiar with the whole process. I've dealt with many brides and grooms throughout my life. And it's just completely out of the norm to pick somebody you don't talk to on a regular basis to be your best anything. So, yeah, you're allowed (laughs) to say no for that reason. If you feel like that's too harsh, you can say, look, because of the pandemic, I'm really not doing careless events or reckless events or events with over three people like you can literally say anything because it's a fucking pandemic and can't nobody be mad at you for that and even if they are mad oh well they can suck your dick because bitch it's a pandemic and you get to be mm-hmm. able, you get to look out for yourself so yeah if that if the pandemic feels safer for you to use as an excuse because you don't feel comfortable you know hurting people's feelings than any other way then just do that but Yeah, I don't think you have to be like, sir, it's extremely weird that you're contacting me, even though we haven't been close since we were 17 years old. Like, you can just say no and let that be that. And again, you can't necessarily I feel like I say this all the time, but you can't necessarily control whether you hurt somebody's feelings. You can say things Mm. with love and care and like genuine softness or gentleness. But sometimes what you say just may hurt somebody's feelings because it's hurtful to be rejected. And they have to deal with that hurt. That's not on you. It's on you to be honest and real with yourself about what you really want and what you really want to do. It's tone and delivery and like intent that is really important in those situations. Because if, you know, if you're speaking to them as someone who's just listening and trying to get an understanding and figure out what's going on and be helpful in a way that you maybe can be helpful without being a fucking best man or going to the damn wedding or whatever. Um, you know, versus being like, what the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? Bitch, I don't talk to you like <laughs> Right. <laughs> that would not be helpful. But yeah, Crystal was right. You can't control all the time whether you're going to hurt someone's feelings or not. And sometimes they need to hurt here what is going to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. And it's not, 
is not necessarily nice for them, but you still have to be true to yourself. You shouldn't sacrifice what you truly want or believe or or hold as a value to yourself in order to make somebody else happy. Like it's a wedding. When they come right down to it, they could go down to the courthouse or, or drive through Vegas and get married. They don't have to have some event and you don't have to be there because you're not one of the niggas in the marriage. So (laughs) they're the only two who really have to be there. They and a, and a paid witness. So how many, how many of your bridesmaid dresses did you hate? Um, honestly, most of them were pretty cute because I have only ever been a bridesmaid for black women. (laughs) And although black women want to be the star of the show, they do. They want to be the star. I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. They always are the star. Yeah. When it come right down to it, they want their bridesmaids to be cute as well. They don't want no ugly yes. bitches in their wedding. Yeah. And so you're not about to wear some taffeta pastel bullshit in their fucking wedding. You about to be laced, draped. The new trend, it's actually not even that new no more, but where it's like, here's the color that everybody has to have. And then oh, you yeah. pick the style of dress that works for you and your body or, mm. you know, pick whatever, as long as it's this same style, like people are doing all kind of different shit now, but it's normally, I've normally seen like white women be the ones who sabotage their friends <laughs> <laughs> in order for, I just had, you know, my friend Terry, God bless her. She might end up hearing this when she got married. She was very crazy and she would mm. not. She would not. My friend Adrian mentioned that she might dye her hair. And Terry said, not before the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Terry. It was just so funny when you said it. And it's still funny because you was dead ass serious. Like Adrian could not dye her hair. It might be some shit like that, but they not. They never want you to be ugly. They never want you to look bad. Never. Not in my experience. So, you know, shout out to all the black women I have been a bridesmaid for. I love you. Yeah. Most of them are still. No, all them hoes are still married. (laughs) All of them. Amen. 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 Look at God. So, yes. Anyway, the point is you don't want to do it. So don't do it. You can say it and be kind about it. But there's no way to not to guarantee that you won't hurt his feelings. And that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. All right, that wraps up the questions for this week. Again, make sure you send yours to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. All right, so it is now time for our first read of the year. Sure um, mm-hmm. is. I have not prepared much. <laughs> <laughs> I will simply say that with with us crowds of of white people who were i don't know if you saw this doing this like anti-mask protest somewhere in LA this. no so this fucking sweaty group of hogs decided to like walk into this grocery store walk into this mall all without masks on which Obviously, anybody who has been awake for the past year and since, like, however, everybody knows that if you do that, someone is very likely going to stop you and tell you that you may not be there unless you have a mask on. They are going to do that, yes. That is what these motherfuckers 
want them to do so then they can take their weird ass uh, clips that they're filming on their phones back to Facebook and 4chan and QAnon or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. and be like oh look at all of these fucking sheep these communists one guy called a guy a mask Nazi for being in the grocery store with a mask on his face and listening to rules and trying to stay alive while also keeping other people alive one of them I think <laughs> Even the same guy uh, made a comment like Trump supporters are the most oppressed group. Girl, girl, no, the fuck you didn't. (coughs) Oppressed how? So I'm not even going to talk about y'all literally going out, putting other people's health at risk and antagonizing them. (laughs) Like not even... Not even just going and walking around and having an argument when someone stops you, security or whatever. Like going up to motherfuckers just randomly in the mall and and fussing with them for also having a mask on or for looking at your dumb ass like you're crazy. <laughs> I'm not even going to. What I simply want to to use this read to say is, if white people want to be oppressed so bad, treat them like oppressed people i want you motherfuckers to come out here and start you know shooting these bitches with water hoses and glock 45s (laughs) why why aren't you bitches like i'm I'm sorry what are you not doing these first of all they're actually putting people's health at risk versus you know Mm -hmm. when black people uh, maybe hold hands and just wanted to pray or whatever you know what i mean yeah like, these motherfuckers are actually putting people in harm's way and getting physical with motherfuckers in some instances and things like this. Like, if these motherfuckers want to be so oppressed, oppress them. Start beating their asses. Sick the dogs on them and the fire hoses. I don't understand what's taking so goddamn long. Matter of fact, if they want to be oppressed, I think that you should take it all the way back to their roots and you should start whipping these niggas right in the damn street. I don't understand what's taking so fucking long. The girls have lost it. They've lost it. They've lost it. <laughs> and the worst is yet to come. The worst is yet to come because these motherfuckers still believe that fucking uh, rust-colored dumbass is somehow still the president and going to be the president for another four years or whatever. So it is only going to get worse for, you know, whenever reality actually sinks in. Unless it doesn't. This may all be a few dream. I honestly think that I'm in a simulation sometimes. None of this is real. So... (laughs) Who actually even knows what's going on? But yes, all I want to say... And I said before on, I don't know what episode, that white people want to be oppressed so bad. I meant it. Here they are saying <laughs> they it out loud. If they want to be oppressed, put them in cages. Yes. Beat their asses. Uh, you know, Kill them for no goddamn reason. Mm-hmm. Go into their fucking bedrooms and shoot them in their sleep and, and put them in cages yes. and electrocute them. Release the hounds. What's take- <laughs> Burn down their churches. What's taking so fucking long? I pay my taxes. <laughs> Oppressed where? You bitches are out of it. (laughs) They want to be. They really do want to have a problem. Because they want you to wear a mask. So you don't kill them? During a global pandemic (laughs) where an airborne virus is coming for the girl. Like, I don't... The only time that my mask has been like uncomfortable is when I'm working out and it's sweating. And I still keep it on my face. Yeah. I don't... I don't know what what it's going to take. And, you know, maybe it's not going to. I think 
that a lot of y'all honestly are demons. That isn't hyperbole <laughs> or like any form of. I, I sincerely think that y'all are demons. A lot of you, because um, oh demons call the devil god too. So maybe you were always talking to Beelzebub. Oh my god! You know, I kind of feel like maybe just some of y'all are just doing what you know Lucifer has taught you to do. Mm, a lot of Christians use that. Lucifer used to be an angel line. <laughs> <laughs> They use it. They love it. And I feel like that's where you're going with it. And I'm not mad at it at all. He used to be an angel. (laughs) Some of the shit just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, when this idiot, when that that leaked, I don't know if it was leaked, that audio of him threatening them people in Georgia talking about, I want you to find all of the votes that I need. 11,000 votes, yeah. How many was it exactly on the dot? Yeah, 11,200. Like, like, bitch, what are y'all doing? Like, it's it's a parody. It's so fucking absurd. Oh, I don't understand how people are this dumb. It, it's just like, girl, I don't even, again, like I said before, I understand that as far as relying on other human beings, especially if those human beings are American, good luck. I've... <laughs> made my peace with that like i promise you i have made my peace with that the girls you know good luck everyone out here i I honestly wish you the best but as far as this particular story goes when i saw that today and that white man out of his mouth said that trump supporters a mess Tell these bitches they can't use the bathroom. I want to start with, no. sick, of, sick the dogs. Where the dogs at? Let the fucking German shepherds out. <laughs> you may not use that goddamn water, uh, water fountain, Phil. Get your white ass from out of here. Oppression. Oh, man. I mean, the, honestly, it's the society we live in. America is very individualistic. There was like a survey of 43 countries to see which one was the most individualistic and America came in number fucking one. Like <laughs> the worst. Yeah. And it makes sense when you look at this virus and the way that we act about it. Like people, if it does not affect people directly, they literally do not care, which trash, but. And it's like, oh, here we are. <sighs> You're doing this to antagonize people it's not even like i i can't even think of a situation where it would make sense or you're in public without a mask on like it don't, I, I, it don't. but there's nothing but it's like you're not even just going down to the fucking grocery store to get milk and eggs and you forgot your mask or whatever whatever the feel like y'all are actually going out and doing clown ass clown ass shit and getting on people's fucking nerves and nobody's doing anything about it. Talking about where the most one woman said to one of these protesters, "My father's in the hospital with with COVID or something like that." And his response was, "People die. Your father's not special." What? Oh my god! Lynch these bitches! I want to see them swinging. <laughs> What's taking so goddamn long? The Burn them at the goddamn stake. World, are you kidding? sick? The dogs on them. We talking about people losing their lives, and y'all like, oh well. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm well, I, just, I mean, I don't know about this place no more, bitch. <laughs> like, I don't. Like, I don't. I know. mean, no, this place is nuts. And on that same um, note, Georgia, please. By the time this episode comes comes out, it oh will be God. the last day for y'all to vote. It is the last chance to get Mitch McConnell out of the Senate Majority Leader's seat. 
And all I can say is, please, if you are voting for the Democrats, please go out and vote Georgia, because I really shudder to think of what can be done or more accurately not be done if we have a Republican, I mean, a Democratic president and a Republican Senate. So, like, even though I don't really fuck with either major party like that, things are infinitely better under the Democrats and under the Republicans. And I think we can all agree on that now. So, yeah, please take your black ass to the polls um, by uh, the end of Tuesday, January 5th. But um, on that same note, I wanted to do just two really quick reads. Um, first, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is actually a representative from Georgia who was just elected to the U.S. to the U.S. Um, House of Representatives. Um, she is super conservative. This bitch has been spreading QAnon rumors. If that gives you any idea of what kind of dumb shit she's about, um, obviously a huge Trump supporter. <laughs> I know who this lady <laughs> And she attacked the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, who is also a Republican, if you couldn't tell by the fact that his name is Brad Raffensperger. But um, she said that Brad failed Georgia and that she believed that their election should be decertified. But of course, she was on the same ballot as Donald right. Trump. And so yeah. when asked about that, she said, we're just talking about the president's race. Which should give you an idea of what kind of people you're dealing with. They're not even necessarily <laughs> stupid. They just assume you are. Because yeah. if the ballots that said Trump lost should be decertified and you're on the ballot that Trump was on, then guess what? Guess what that means? <laughs> guess what that means? Your ballot, the ballot that voted for you and voted for Trump on the same ballot, that ballot is also a fraud. And therefore should also be tossed out. The problem with all these people who are coming up talking about we need to decertify the election and and not elect Joe Biden on January 20th, not install him as president, is that these people want to act like Republicans did not win a lot of races. They did. It turns out Republicans are still very popular. It's Donald Trump that nobody likes. <laughs> It's Donald Trump that had 82 million Americans coming out and being like, oh, no, bitch. Like the biggest numbers of all time, because that's how much we hate him. I don't know yeah. why y'all don't seem to understand that, but it's fine to not understand that. What's not fine is to be on the exact same ballot and be like, well, my vote was real, but the one for him was fake. No, sweetie, it literally cannot be the same. Again, Georgia voters picked you because Georgia voters are conservative. However, yeah. Georgia voters did not pick Donald Trump. And that includes Republicans, because there are even some Republicans who realize that this nigga is off his fucking rocker and ought there not be president. Can y'all talk about that for a sec? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what y'all like not all y'all bitches voted for him. <laughs> you look back over the last four years and clearly some people who voted for him in 2016 changed their goddamn minds, girl. Big time. Again, didn't change their mind about Republican values, which are trash. Still voted for you, Marjorie, and lots of other bitch-ass niggas, including Mitch McConnell in the Senate. Still voted for a lot of you motherfuckers. However, did not vote for Trump. And if anything, it should seem like this would be a signal to you to pivot from Trump. But instead, you attach yourself to a sinking ship. Not sure why. 
Um, but you know, I wish the absolute of God's worst onto Marjorie and her ilk because again, it's not making sense. You can't say that Trump's shit needs to be thrown out in Georgia, but yours should stay because only the president's race counted when y'all are on the same ballot. It reminds me of last year when he was first starting up the uh, voter fraud of oh, the mail in. Let's remove the, the you know the mailboxes oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Where he was like, "Oh, it's going to be a bad thing for everyone," but not Florida. Florida <laughs> is where the, all everything works just fine over mm-hmm. there. Florida's great. They never have anything fraudulent go on, even though they had an issue on the, the most. The famously, the reason most people know what the Electoral College even is, is because of 2,000 and then votes in Florida. And that came to the, down to like 56 votes. It wasn't <laughs> thousands like it was this time. It was like literally <laughs> a few dozen votes. Niggas, shut what a up. maniac. Like, what is wrong? What are we doing? Some of us remember, first of all. <laughs> Some of us right. were alive back then, and we literally remember what happened. And then others are capable of reading. So there's just so many things standing in um, Donald Trump's way. But yes, uh, fuck you to that woman. And then also to the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey now oh shit don't get me wrong i really enjoy whole foods for the quality of their products um and all that like whole foods is a great store to shop at if you can afford to do so if you can afford if that's a very important caveat because key foods is five times cheaper for anything you got at whole foods (laughs) and let me tell you i'm not buying paper towels at whole foods child but anyway John Mackey, who, you know, came out against Obamacare back when it was first being proposed as a thing, went on an episode of Freakonomics Radio, never heard of it, but it sounds like something for the whites, and um, said that we don't really need health care. What we need is to change the way people eat and the way that they live, and then they wouldn't need health care in the first place. So I'm going to go ahead and quote you him here. gotta be I'm not kidding. kidding. Quote, I mean, honestly, we talk about health care. The best solution is to not need health care. The best solution is to change the way people eat, the way they live, the lifestyle and diet. There's no reason why people shouldn't be healthy and have a longer health span. A bunch of drugs is not going to solve the problem. End quote. So. <laughs> the thing is, John Mackey does have a point that a lot of people have health issues that could be reversed if they had access to a better diet and um, better ways to care for themselves. That is true. However, people are always going to need health care because no matter how fucking horny you are for veganism and jogging at 5 a.m. and drinking ionized filtered virgin unicorn water or whatever the fuck else, you can get sick because you live in a human meat sack like the rest of us. And people are born with pre-existing conditions. People develop conditions. There's a global pandemic, maybe, like COVID-19 that don't care how quote-unquote healthy like, you are and you just need health care. People need health care regardless. You can't diet your way into never needing a fucking doctor. It's was re- he high? Was he? Do you have some there- incredible drugs? What do you have that I don't have? There's countless health issues a person can have that have nothing the fuck to do with what you would buy at Whole Foods or eat or whatever. Like, that doesn't make any sense right because of course if people are able to look after themselves and 
eat foods that are better for their bodies, which means also while we talking about it, you talking about people eating right. Um, Last time I checked, Whole Foods does not have their doors wide open for anybody to just come in and grab some fresh, good ass produce. Last I checked, you got to have the fucking ducats to take your ass up into Whole Foods. Otherwise, you get what you can afford and what can keep and what can feed your whole fucking family while you are on your budget and your time limitations. This man is a fucking vegetarian who meditates and runs every morning or whatever else because he can do that. Because if he has kids, somebody else is looking after him because at his job, he don't have to get up and clock in at six o'clock in the morning to go open the fucking Whole Foods and stay there until 245 until the next shift manager come in. He don't live that life. He gets to do that because of his privilege. And yet he acts like the fact that everybody else is not doing the same thing is some failure on their part and not a lack of access. Wow. If people could live like you, they would, motherfucker. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like people, you know, you'd have to know, understand, like people who may not shop at Whole Foods or whatever farmer's market with whatever you fucking feel is like the correct food to eat. Lots of people who don't shop at those places would love to shop at those places or like things from those places or whatnot. But then let's once again discuss what they can afford. Right. Not only for themselves, but for... And, many 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 of them for families as well it's just like what but then to be like oh yeah girl like if if you just had some asparagus you never need health care like what right it just doesn't it doesn't make sense because again you can make all the arguments you want to about better nutrition wider access to fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grains and all that shit nobody who knows science is arguing that however the rest of us understand that it's not simply a matter of choice people have to make choices that you never have to make before they even get their day started and you don't know shit about that so maybe stay in your vegan ass rich ass white person lane and and let the niggas who shop at C-Store and Key Foods to they shit. Some people go to Walmart to get every single thing they need. And you cannot relate at all. Because you ain't bought drawers, socks, t-shirts, pajamas, groceries, TVs, nothing at Walmart before. So just leave, like, this whole idea that there's something wrong with people for not doing the things that rich people do is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you think people want to work two and three jobs to to keep the lights on in their house for rich motherfuckers like you? I'm, honestly, I'm tired of of wealthy white people. I'm I'm beyond tired. So fuck. And then to you, make it all worse, sir. <laughs> to make it worse, then your raggedy, disgusting ass uh, cousin Buck gonna come down to the motherfucking grocery store where I'm at with no mask on, talking about I'm a mask Nazi and acting a goddamn fool. Like none of y'all bitches got any sense. Or any consideration. None. None. And it's just rude and like beyond rude. Like the same way we just sat here and got on uh, Keisha Maine. It's the same thing. Like, (laughs) God damn. Do you know what people are going through? People couldn't afford to shop at Whole Foods before. And you expect them to be able to live your ridiculous ass lifestyle. You're the anomaly, bitch. More people are broke and just trying to feed their families than people living like you. So just mind your rich ass business and leave the rest of us alone. 
That is an unbelievable thing. To <sighs> okay. What an idiot. And that's it. Yep, that's uh, uh that's that's this first episode that's, for twenty twenty one. That's right. I am done. That wraps up this week's episode of the Read. Don't forget to check us out on social media at This Is the Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. Um, also, we will be having a special episode featuring some um mental health professionals um here in the next few weeks. So if you have a question. Um, that you would like to ask a mental health professional and the read, please send an email to ask the read at gmail.com. And in the subject line, please put M H P question M H P meaning mental health professional. That way we know to save them for that episode. But um, yes. And I think that's it for me for announcements. Friend, do you have anything? Um, no, I don't. I will only say, um, spit on them when they walk into school. Beat their asses. Shoot them dead in the street. Have them swinging from street. Less. Okay, I'm fine. Okay. What the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> All right, hoes. We will see y'all next week.